0: This program is part of the Devil's Mark Podcast Network, the official podcast network of Shadow Path Diabolism. This is the Dark Illumination Report Podcast the official podcast of Shadow Path Diabolism, your daily dose of Diabolonian philosophy to inspire you on your journey down the crooked shadow path. Here's your host, R.J. Womack, Brother Nero.
1: Hey, everybody, it's Brother Nero, and I just wanted to tell you I'm glad to be back doing these podcasts. It's been a while since we've done an episode. It's been over a year, in fact. And the reason I've decided to start doing these podcasts is because I really believe that the internet has caused Satanism to become much more cult-like and much more dangerous. And I think there are a lot of people out there with ulterior motives that want to manipulate people who are genuinely interested in Satanism to use them for their own benefit. And I also think... There is a lot more activity in the satanic community that is criminal and dangerous than there ever has been before. It's funny, back in the eighties and nineties, the satanic panic was a big thing. And people would talk about satanic groups doing criminal things and being cult-like, but the truth is they're more cult-like than ever. You have people who are going around claiming to be satanic messiahs and satanic prophets. You have people going around claiming to be part of the Illuminati. You have people going around claiming that Satan is a space alien from the planet Nibiru. You have people claiming that they, they speak to angels and demons and that they know that angels and demons get along and can be good friends. You have satanic groups that run the gamut and it's really crazy out there. And you have groups of people or individuals out there influencing people that have no idea what they're talking about. They have no concept of the history of Satanism. They have no concept of what true Satanic philosophy is. And because the internet gives them a platform, it doesn't matter whether they know anything or not. It doesn't matter whether they know what they're talking about or not. The internet gives them an instant audience and no matter how stupid their ideas may be and how wrong their ideas may be, as long as they're charismatic, As long as they can win people over, people will listen to them because they don't know any better. A lot of these young Satanists come into Satanism and they don't realize that a lot of these leaders that they think are guiding them to true Satanism have a history, and they have a history that's not always positive. Many of the leaders of some of these groups have criminal backgrounds. They're out there leading people and talking to people about what Satanism is. And most of them, Satanism is nothing more than their latest scam. Hey folks, I just wanted to drop in a quick note here to let you know that at the end of this podcast, we'll be having a segment called Nero's Notes, where I'll be giving you references related to the topic that we've discussed on this podcast. And in this, these notes, I'll be giving you references to anything that I referred to. Because there are so many people on the internet who speak out their ass, I want to make sure that when I tell you something, I give you reference material, not something I just made up off the top of my head. Now, let's jump back into the regular podcast. It's their latest way of gaining power and manipulating people. And they'll say whatever it takes to make money, to manipulate people, to convince people to follow them. Whether that's claiming to be in contact with demons they clearly have never had contact with, or whether that is claiming to be part of the Illuminati, groups that have been proven not to exist. The Illuminati has been proven over and over again not to be a real organization, and yet there are people that pop up, groups that pop up, that are always claiming to be a part of that group, and that group just simply doesn't exist. And what happens is they'll come around for a while. They'll get popular. People will start listening to them. Then they'll disappear or then you won't hear about them for a while. And then the next group that claims to be part of the Illuminati will pop up and make the same claims and they'll be around for a while and then they'll disappear. That's the way this whole process works. Then once you get past all the crazy stuff, and let's say you're a person who doesn't fall prey to that kind of stuff, then you have all the secular humanism, all the atheism that tells people that real Satanism never had anything to do with devil worship. That's simply not true. The term Satanism goes back to 1565 and it referred to the religious worship of Satan, not atheism. Satanism was not founded by Anton LaVey. LaVey was not the first Satanist. He simply organized a form of atheistic Satanism that became popular. He is not the spokesman for Satanism. He has never been the only spokesman for Satanism. The other thing most people don't understand and don't realize is that there has never been a universally accepted holy text or Satanic church recognized by all Satanists. There has never been a recognized priesthood that is recognized by all Satanists. Whether you, no matter where you look in history, you'll find that, which is Satanist Diabolist? They all had different beliefs. And those beliefs varied from country to country, individual to individual, and group to group. That is the way Satanism has always been. It has always been a highly individualistic religion. There has never been one church or one organization that ever spoke for all Satanist. Never. And there are people that will go out there on the internet and will put up videos and podcasts and try to convince people that they are the sole spokesman for Satanism. And if you listen to anybody else, you're not a real Satanist. That is just absolute nonsense. You're being lied to. You're being manipulated. You're being used. Start seeing these people for what they are and who they are. They're con artists using Satanism to try to manipulate people out of their money or out of their autonomy or whatever it is. For them, it's the latest gimmick. It's the latest scam. And they'll move on to something else when the Satanism stops working for them. Satanism is not something that they live by. It's not something that they hold in their heart. It's something that they use for their own personal power. And that's one of the reasons I established this ministry is because I realized there has to be a place where Satanism, where Satan is the focus of the organization, where the religious worship of the demons is the focus of the organization. These people involved in many of these organizations that I'm not trying to speak for everyone. I'm not trying to say every organization is bad or every Facebook group is bad. I don't know all of them. I don't know what motivates certain leaders, but I could tell you the ones that I do know about, many of them, Are bad news. And the reason they're bad news is because the religious worship of the devil is not their priority. So, what I'm trying to do is create an environment where if someone comes to us, we provide religious services for them. We try to help them learn about Satanism and we try to provide accurate information so that they can learn and make decisions for themselves. We don't try to tell them what to believe so much as we try to explain what we believe and what our tradition is about, and then try to explain to them the history of Satanism. And if somebody asks us, like, what's this group about, or what's that group about? We tend to stay out of that, generally speaking, or at least we have in the past, because we don't want to be a part of the drama. Even the things that I say about the groups that I don't particularly care for, I don't say them Because, like, I have an issue with those guys, or I have a chip on my shoulder with any of those groups necessarily. I don't know them and I don't, I'm not involved with them. So I don't really care what they do. But I have an issue with people who try to mislead people and use their religion as a tool against them. I think religion is one of the most sacred things a person has in their life. And for somebody to use it, to abuse them or mistreat them, or even misrepresent the history of the religion shows that their motivation is not to help people, but to manipulate people. And I want to give people a place where they can get accurate information, they can get religious services, and they don't have to deal with all of the nonsense like Satan's a space alien, or Satan's you know, advocates neo-Nazism, or racism, or, you know, We are part of the Illuminati I don't want people to have to deal with that and I don't want people to have to deal with that if they don't want to. I want to give them a place where they can come and worship Satan as the God that he is without all the excess baggage and provide them religious services with a straightforward religious point of view. For example, our tradition is a combination of traditional witchcraft, um, style devil worship and ancient paganism. We try to stay away from Christian ways of worshiping Satan. Now that doesn't mean we get rid of Christianity altogether and at least in the sense that we, like we still use the Lord's Prayer, said backwards in part of our stuff. We still use some of those things, but we don't focus on them exclusively. And we also tell people all the time that when you get into Satanism, It's natural for people to wanna rebel against Christianity or the religion of their childhood, but it shouldn't be something that you do continuously. There's a lot of people that get obsessed with blasphemy. They get obsessed with doing black masses and they never really grow beyond the baby stage of Satanism, as I like to refer to it. They never grow beyond that initial fascination with the darkness. They always stay the same. All they're really interested in is blasphemy. And when you've been in this long enough and you take it seriously enough, you start to grow beyond just being a Satanist because you want to rebel against Christianity. Satanism, the religion, and your relationship with the gods takes on a value all its own, separate and distinct from Christianity. And that's what usually happens to mature Satanists. They tend to grow beyond what they started out as. People tend to start out with this idea of, I'm going to rebel against my upbringing, or I'm going to rebel against the religion of my childhood. But eventually you start to realize that the relationship you have with the demonic gods or the demons, if you prefer, is more valuable than rebelling against the Christian God. In fact, for me personally. I don't give the Christian God much thought. I don't give him space in my head. I don't allow myself to dwell on the Christian God or the thought of the Christian religion very often. I only talk about the Christian faith when somebody asks me a specific question about it or when it's particularly relevant to something I'm working on. You can't avoid it completely. But the point I'm trying to make is that what we're trying to do is create an environment where. People can actually come and learn and can be a part of a community where people are interested in living the philosophy of Satanism and living it on a daily basis and being around people that have a passion for Satanism or diabolism and have a passion for worshiping Satan and want to live by it. Now, as you may or may not know, depending on if you've heard this podcast before, we don't tend to use the term. Satanism as a general rule, we've kind of tried to divorce ourselves from that term. Now I've used it a lot in this podcast, but generally within our community, we try to stay away from the term Satanism. And it's not because we have anything against the term Satanism or we're running for the term Satanism. It's simply because the atheistic form of Satanism has gotten so, has had so much influence on the term satanism that it no longer means the religious worship of satan to a lot of people so rather than associate ourselves with that approach we choose to use the term shadow path diabolism instead the term diabolism just simply means someone who worships the devil or devils and works with them that's all it means Shadow path diabolism specifically for us refers to our particular tradition. And the reason we call it shadow path diabolism is because we believe that true diabolism or true devil worship is neither right hand path or left hand path. It's neither black or white. It's neither good nor evil. It is somewhere in the middle. And it is a work that requires the work of the left hand and the right hand as the voodoo practitioners say. And that's why we call it shadow path diabolism, because it's somewhere in that gray area in the shadow between the light and dark. And that's why the name is what it is.
2: Nero's Notes.
1: The first thing you're going to hear is an ITV report detailing the case of Daniel Hussein. It talks about how he was influenced by E.A. Kuwaiting's books and writings, and he also spent time on E.A.'s forums. Then after that, you're going to hear a BBC report giving you even more details about the crime, the same crime. And then lastly, you're going to hear an independent journalist called Jake Halloran, and he's going to talk about the independent investigation that he did into ONA and talk about their criminal behavior.
2: High up on a hill with panoramic views, this was a beauty spot as far away from danger as anyone could imagine. Certainly sisters Bieber Henry and Nicole Smallman thought so. They had chosen the highest point in Fryant Country Park as a perfectly safe place under COVID lockdown rules to stage a small birthday party for Bieber in June last year. Loaded with picnic provisions, they were the first to arrive, walking through the entrance nearest to the park's stables. They were in celebratory mood, those they invited came later, and as the summer evening neared midnight, the guests drifted away, leaving the two women wearing fairy lights, dancing to music under the night sky. But somewhere in the park lurked a complete stranger, Daniel Hussein. He'd left his father's address at around quarter to nine that evening, to enter the park through a different entrance. He lay in wait for four hours. He was there to kill. The 18 year old had written out a demonic pact and signed it in his own blood. His psychotic mind had devised a plan to perform six sacrifices every six months, and only women. The handwritten contract, found at his family home entitled Agreement, laid out the returns for such murderous acts to win the Mega Millions Super Jackpot, to receive other fruitful rewards, and to never be suspected of any crimes by the police. This was the last photo of the women still alive, taken by Nicole's iPhone. The sisters stood no chance. Their bodies were dragged into the undergrowth, only to be found by a search party of friends and family a day and a half later.
3: Subcultures dedicated to a violent form of Satanism spread their hateful material online, but their influence is now being felt in the real world. In June 2020, sisters Bieber Henry and Nicole Smallman were brutally murdered in a knife attack by a stranger while celebrating Bieber's birthday in a London park. In the past two years, seven young men, six of them teenagers, have been sentenced for neo-Nazi terrorism offences in which a violent Satanist organisation was a key radicaliser. Daniel Hussain's was not a terrorist case, but he was influenced by material he found online. Concerned by what might still be out there, we've kept investigating. Hussein was active on a forum devoted to certain forms of Satanism and the occult. He joined in March 2018, while he was being assessed by Prevent, telling others he was a psychic vampire. He sought advice on demonic pacts. The forum is run by an American self-styled black magician called E.A. Kurting. Hussein introduced himself by saying, I absolutely love E.A. and his work and had learned his first spell from him. Kurting's real name is Matthew Lawrence from Utah. He's previously been convicted of drug and weapon possession charges. Kurting sells expensive books and courses and uses social media to promote himself. Hussain remained on the forum for two years. After the murders, it took a month to identify him using DNA. He last logged into the forum only hours before his arrest. Daniel Hussein's beliefs mirror ideas promoted by Kurting. The so-called pact, written by the murderer, in which he committed to killing women, was addressed to the mighty king Lucifuge Rofakale, believed by Hussein to be a powerful demon. Kurting promotes the idea that people can enter into pacts with Lucifuge, but says that real-world action will be required if their requests are to succeed. And if you want to make a pact with the powers of darkness as a whole, Lucifuges is the guy you need to talk to. There are parallels between Kurting's public instructions about such pacts and what Hussein did. He instructs people to sign the pact in blood, something done by Hussain, but that Lucifugia's signature will be visible only to you. A blank space was on the killer's document. Kurting says the final pact should be brought before the demon, lit only by candlelight. Hussein bought candles at the same time he purchased the knife used to murder Bieber and Nicole. Kurting says, include in your pact the attainment of wealth, Hussein asked for wealth and a lottery win. Some of Kurting's writings openly discuss and encourage murder. One book explains how to kill with a knife in a ritual sacrifice. Another work quotes the Moors murderer Ian Brady and advocates terrorist methods. The text was written for the American Nazi Satanist group Temple of Blood that appeared as an influence on the seven young men recently convicted of neo-Nazi terror offences. The American group is part of a broader violent Satanist network, Order of Nine Angles, first founded in Britain. Two neo-Nazi groups influenced by the ideology have recently been outlawed in the UK as terrorist organisations. We wrote to Kurting, setting out our findings. We didn't receive a response.
0: As well as, well as um, covering world conflict, I cover like extremist um, politics as well, because obviously a lot of extremists within politics become terrorists, become you know militants, whatever. It's kind of goes hand in hand. So um, a few years back, I was looking for a neo-Nazi group called Atom and Division. Essentially, like um, you know, a neo-Nazi paramilitary group in America. They killed, I think like four or five people in total. Where did the o 9 come in? Yeah. So I was looking at them and then all of a sudden I started seeing this weird, like satanic iconography come into their, their like designs. And I recognize some of it because outside of my work, I'm fascinated with like weird, like cult stuff. Not that I practiced it or anything like that. I just find it interesting, you know, like cults and like weird kind of devil worship type stuff. Um, like, you know, all, all the like cheerful stuff, you know, weird so, so I was looking into it and then I was like, I know that symbol. And basically, long story short, a satanic kind of occult group that started in England, um, and believes in like human sacrifices had made its way somehow through the internet to a neo-Nazi group in America who took on their iconography like, an and were like, right, we're like the paramilitary kind of neo-Nazi 09A force. o 09A is the order of nine it Angles. it's this weird and this isn't like you know, there's you get all these satanic idiots. Every every third podcast in Britain is. Have you heard about this satanic pedophile ring? And nine times out of ten, it's it's unfortunately masking a very real issue, but blowing it out of proportion with nonsense conspiracy stuff. But this one's real. Like this is one of nine angles. Is like actually linked to murders, two human sacrifices in Russia last year. Actually, so this is a real group. And I was like, wow, that's fascinating. And this Nazi group kind of took on 09A iconography. And some of them even kind of became more interested in the 09A than the Nazi stuff. And yeah, it's just this, the founder of it was, he was a former neo-Nazi terrorist. Then he converted to Islam and became uh, an Islamist, like an extremist. Um, he wrote a whole book about how great like Al-Qaeda is. Like, yeah, of Bin Laden's cool. You know, <laughs> like he was really on it. Then he kind of, um stopped that and went into this weird, like, spiritual stuff. He's the guidance behind it. He claims he's not. It's, it, it, it's him. Everybody knows it's him. Um, and yeah, like he was linked to like the bricks and nail bombings. He's just a very weird guy. And, and now it's actually spreading. Um, and there's there's kids as young as thirteen and fourteen have been convicted in Britain as being members of the O Nine A, at least. But they're not prescribed with those agents. So they're not convicted of being that, but they're convicted of the stuff that they've been involved with as a part of the 098. And one of the darkest things is they get, they get like girls, like young girls that harm themselves, like self-harm and they take images of it. And they're basically, their thing is, whatever is depraved, whatever is seen as fucked up by society, if we can indulge in that, we become like, almost like not human anymore. Not physically, there's no physical change, but they become like desensitized to the point where they're like, right, weird, just devil, evil, kind of like real evil. You know, it's a weird concept. It sounds like conspiracy. It sounds like a nutcase, but it's real. You know, the fact that to show, to give you an idea of how real it is, um, the government right now in Britain is considering, um, prescribing the 098 and the terror organization. So they know it's real. There's been several attacks relating to them. Um, and yeah, it's just like. It's a, it's a rabbit hole, you know, it's the maddest rabbit hole I've ever been into. I'm fascinated by it, you know, really fascinated by it. And then the thing is as well, they've got like, like thousands and thousands of pages of like books, uh, like lore, like, you know, rituals. They have this mental game. It's like chess, but it's got like five different layers. It's called like the Stargate. Like it's not just some idiot who's just spawned it on TikTok, you know, it actually like loads and loads have gone into it. Um, which is annoying for some people, for me, I'm fucked that Like it's mad, but it's mad. But people love it. That about does it for this
1: episode. I hope you found it informative. Again, I apologize that the episode took so long to get out, but we were trying to put a lot of detailed information in here. So hopefully it was worth the wait and we'll try to do more podcasts like this. We're going to try to be doing more documentary styled podcast and eventually On documentary videos about the different topics in Satanism or the different topics that we think people will be interested in. So I hope you'll be joining us for that when that happens. Until then, take care, everybody. If you would like more information about Devil's Mark Ministries, LLC, or Shadow Path Diabolism, visit devilsmarkministries.org.